Welcome to the Mesa Abroad Podcast. Today, we'll be hearing from Rithi Aurora about her teaching abroad experience. Prior to teaching abroad, she worked with children with autism for four years and loved her job, but was starting to feel like she had reached the ceiling in her position. Rithi was just too burnt out at the time, working two jobs, and a craving for adventure and change was dwelling. That is when she was introduced to the idea of teaching abroad. She wanted to learn more about the world outside of what she already knew. However, that meant that she would have to quit her job, leave everything that was familiar, even fighting off guilt from leaving her family. But she had to pursue what she felt like was needed in her life. And so, now she's teaching in Pechabon, Thailand, and although not an easy decision, she claims it's one of the best decisions she's ever made. Today, your goal is to take something out of this conversation to help you begin your life abroad. So if you're ready, let's go. in Thailand treating you? Uh, so far, life in Thailand has been um, amazing. It is, apart from the heat, mm-hmm. uh, this week especially has been extremely hot. But otherwise, I, I mean, the kids are great. The school is great. The te- other teachers are super supportive. And so um, those kind of override the difficulties and challenges. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get right into some questions. First topic we're going to talk about is traveling. So um, since you've started teaching abroad and uh, even kind of before then, where have you traveled to and what have you been able to experience so far? Um, Before coming out here, um, most of my travels were, I used to be on an Indian folk dance team. Okay. Um, And so most of my travels were for dance competitions and it was um, mostly local. I'm from the States and so I just kind of traveled across uh, the States and sometimes into Canada. Yeah. Um, and I did travel to India um, with my family and Canada and Mexico. Um, but Thailand is really my first experience of kind of getting out independently on my own and exploring the world. Yeah, and that's, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been to, you know, Mexico and just traveled within the States before I came to Honduras. And it definitely, it's a different experience when you're a kid traveling. Um, you know, you just don't have all the responsibilities that you have right now. Yeah. Um, so what did your relatives, how did they feel about you going to make this big move from California to Thailand? Um, I, I kind of presented them with the idea once it was too late for them to have much of an opinion. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my sister was the one that actually, um, suggested the idea. So she planted the seed. And then um, I spent about a year and a half thinking about it. And once I actually made the decision to go and I filled out my application and paid my initial deposits, that's when I let my parents know. Um, at this point, I think they've accepted that I'm independent and I, I I can take care of myself. That's That's one way to do it. You know, go through all the steps. You know, once you've done all that, you're like, hey, you know, I've made the decision to do it. 
there's not really much I can do, you know, at this point uh, as far as going back. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go right into the next topic of fitting in abroad. What lifestyle changes have you had to adjust to since moving to uh, Thailand? I think being from the States, um, culturally, people are a lot more open. I think in Thailand, there is um, a little more of a gender gap. Um, where I don't think the double standards are severe or a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can somewhat relate because I am quite in touch with my Indian culture, although I was born and raised in the States. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a little more prevalent in the Indian culture from what I'm used to, but from what I'm seeing here, there is a bit of an adjustment I have to make where dressing style, being a woman, I have to be a little more conservative. Yeah. You have to take your shoes off often going in and out of any building, um, even restaurants. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Eat. Yeah. You have to. Uh, some places will allow it, but for the most part, you'll see a row of shoes lined up outside of every shop that you go into. Wow. So it is, um, it's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. But some of those small cultural adjustments really stand out. Very strange to me going into a store and having, or, you know, any building and having to, to take your shoes off unless it's, you know, somebody's house. So, yeah, just some of those little mm-hmm. a- adjustments I could see. And so, yeah. so far, what are some of the personal attributes that have been essential for your success, not only being in Thailand, but also making that transition? Um, you definitely need to have an open mind mm-hmm. um, to all of the cultural differences, the lifestyle differences, the differences in um, diet. (laughs) Uh, It's so hard not to find food that's not fried (laughs) around here. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But in general, just having an open mind. I know some of my friends uh, sometimes struggle with even the communicative differences, uh, interaction with people and accepting um, Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between knowing and accepting mm-hmm. that there's going to be a language barrier and that's going to be frustrating. Yeah. Um, and so I think really going into this, knowing what you're walking into and being okay with all of the challenges that you're going to face and mm-hmm. taking them on. Um, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but taking them on uh, with an open mind, Yeah. I think is goes a really long way. I agree. When you're going to somewhere, uh, you, you can do all the research that you want, but you're not really going to understand what it's like uh, until you're there. And if you're coming there with mm-hmm. a closed mind and thinking that you're going to be able to enforce all of your uh, habits and all of your um, ways of life, just bringing them over there to this, uh, to this new country, I think it's going to do a couple things for you uh, negatively. It's going to stifle, it's going to hinder your experience to really, you know, be able to, uh, to learn and develop, you know, by adapting, you know, uh, by adapting mm-hmm. to other cultures. And it's, um, and you're not going to be able to teach, you know, as, as well, I think, if you're, if you're coming in there with a closed mind. And final question here, uh, before we take a quick break, what do you wish that you might have known or that you would have known about this transition? to living abroad that might help out some other people who are looking to do the same? Um, you know, there, I can't really think of 
exactly what I wish I would have known because mm-hmm. any challenge I've I've kind of come across, yeah. I've really been making an active effort to just be open Perfect. to all of the challenges and changes and unexpected incidents because those are bound to happen. Yeah. Um, anything that has um, any obstacle I have faced really mm-hmm. has been mini school. So it hasn't really caused any sort of, uh, um, yeah, like made, I, I can't think of the word. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally but, get it. And I think that's, that's a great answer as well. Cause when you're coming to a situation, uh, as open-minded as you are and as willing to accept whatever the experience has to present to you, then that's, mm-hmm. um, then, then that takes away any of that, that fear uh, that you might have. Yeah. So I love that. We're going to take a quick break here. We are with Rithi, who is teaching in uh, Thailand. After we come back, we're going to talk about skills and experience, what a typical workday is like, and we'll talk a little bit about money. I'm Mesa Broad. We'll be right back. Listen what your mama say, and your papa say talking about skills and experience here. So, Rithi, what made you want to teach in internationally? Um, I have actually been exploring the idea of uh, traveling abroad for either work or study, okay. um, and I haven't quite decided if and in what direction I would like to further my education. Mm-hmm. And so um, because my previous job was working with uh, children with autism in a classroom setting, um, I did kind of get that exposure to um, teaching. And I spoke to the head teacher in the classroom often right. just to kind of pick her brain and, uh, and see uh, what it takes to be a teacher and to um, work with a full classroom of students rather than focusing on an individual student as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I, I, I was primarily there to manage behavior, not to assist with the educational needs of the student. And so um, after just kind of seeing that, I I felt it would be a good transition, um, having seen that, to pursue my desire to go abroad and possibly find uh, experiment with a new career path as well in teaching since... I had a little bit of exposure. I love working with children, and I was looking for um, a change in career. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And, you know, being in the classroom, you still get the exposure, not only, as you said, talking with the head classroom teacher, but also being able to observe how how a class runs, um, for mm-hmm. sure. So not only was it possibly teaching, but also studying, but further developing yourself, um, you know, personally, it sounds like either way. Uh, going internationally yeah. would be a nice step. 
All right. And definitely. Uh, how did you get your current teaching job? So there, um, there was a program that I came through um, that provided us with a TESOL course. Okay. It's teaching English to speakers of other languages. And I know there's a TESOL and a TEFL, and I, I know there's a lot of confusion about what the difference is Definitely. and whether you need both. Um, I do not have both. I only have the TESOL. Uh, with an S. Okay, sure. <laughs> and, um, I know it's hard to understand, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, I, it was, a, I think, 120 hours in a classroom setting, so it took about three weeks. Um, you, you just sit in a classroom, and you kind of develop uh, a family with the people that you're in the class with, so you kind of, it's like you're home away from home um, yeah. amongst those people because you spend so much time with them and studying with them. Um, and living with them. And so um, I got uh, my credentials here in Thailand, actually. Oh, wow. And okay. yeah. And as soon as um, we took our final exam, um, we found out by the end of the day whether or not we passed. And within the next week, we were all being sent off to different parts of the country um, with uh, placements at the schools that we'll be working at. Wow. So it sounds like a pretty intense. Um an intense couple of weeks there. It sounds like it, yeah. but it really isn't that bad. Okay. Um, it, I thought it was a pretty smooth experience. Great. Great. And so I know that some people that I've spoken with have got their TEFLs online, but I know that there's also different offices that you can go to in the United States to get those certifications. But I haven't heard... Mm -hmm. Um, that other countries were, um, that you can go to other countries and get those credentials there. Yeah. Um, some countries don't have uh, the courses provided, but they might have a teaching program available. Okay. So I know one of the girls um, that was in our program took the course in Thailand, but then went to China to teach. So oh, wow. you do have options where you kind of, you can, um, if the country is close enough to your desired um country where mm -hmm. you'd like to teach, you can, you know, explore two countries and take yeah. the course in one, but go teach in another. Nice. I like that. So yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about experience here. And I know you mentioned that you were uh, not the head classroom teacher, but did the job that you currently have require that you had previous teaching experience or a college degree? Um, they do not require for you apart from your TESOL or, and or TEFL certificate, okay. yeah. but they say it looks better if you have um, at least a bachelor's degree, so I did have that. Mm -hmm. I don't think um, it has a det detrimental effect on you because majority of the people out of 30, majority, um, I would say maybe about 20 in my class, did not have um, any sort of degree. A lot of them uh, were even coming straight after high school. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, so at the age of like 19, 18, 19, um, and they've all been placed at school. So I think you just have um, more security if you have a degree. Sure. But I don't think that'll stop you. I don't think um, it'll make it impossible for you to get a job if you do not have a degree. Nice. Okay. I think that's uh, just good for a lot of people to know. And I know for the United States... A lot of teaching jobs, pretty much even if you want to be a substitute teacher, you would need that college degree. So it depends if you want to you know, stay abroad, then I think getting the certificate is, is good. Uh, but also, mm -hmm. like you said, giving you that security 
um, a lot of times mm-hmm. just having a degree is a good a good backup plan uh, for that for that cause. Definitely. Um, let's see. We're going to move right on to the next topic. Could you describe what a typical workday looks like for you in Thailand? So um, right now we're still in the summer portion of okay. school, so the actual semester hasn't started. Okay. Summer is pretty easygoing and laid back. Um, luckily, there is another English teacher at my school. Um, and so she's been extremely helpful. Um, she has already been here for a whole year. And I think she was saying during summer, they focus on review of information that they've already covered. Okay. So I've been lucky and a little spoiled. I haven't sure. quite had the opportunity to um, full on lesson plan yet. But this yeah. has been an amazing start because it's given me exposure to the kids. We, um, I just take old, um, lesson plans that the previous teacher already set up and I'll create a new worksheet that Mm -hmm. goes along with the topic. And I will teach a whole lesson on my own, but I just don't have to worry about the vocabulary and the topics. And it's expected that they kind of already know it, but, um, it is a little challenging even then, um, because you have, you're always going to have your, for lack of a better word, you're good students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're not so attentive students. Yeah. Um, and so some of them have picked up on the English language very well, but some of them not so much. And then sure. you'll also sometimes have new students coming in and out and different schools teach have completely different teaching styles. Some schools may have Thai teachers that teach in English. They may not even have foreign teachers. And so Um, you get a variety of uh, proficiency levels. And so you do have to learn to work with that um, in an entire classroom. Yeah, no, that's great. Just kind of, even if you give them, uh, you know, the same worksheet, you'll have to approach it differently with one student that you would with another. Uh, Just a lot of differentiating. Given uh, all students, you know, have different needs that you have to meet. So that could be challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's great that, you know, you have this time during the summer months to, you know, work with the mentor teacher and, you know, understand more of how things flow uh, with with the school systems there. So I I think that's great. Um, And it helps. It's been helping in building rapport with the students as well. Um, I'm already super attached to most of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know that happens. That happens real quick. So uh, it's great. It sounds like your students are treating you well there the, what what age group sometimes sometimes sure <laughs> sure um i'm teaching primary um school students so they're from the ages of i want to say six mm-hmm. to about ten okay yeah i teach fifth grade social studies and it's the end of the year so they're kind of being uh, rambunctious and, and ready to go, giving me a little bit of a hard time <laughs> at this point. Uh, but it, <laughs> That's the fun part, right? Yeah, it's fun. It, yeah, they've been fun. It's been uh, just the, the difference in, because I taught middle school uh, last two years in language arts, and uh, this has just been a little bit, a nice change of pace, I'll put it that way. Um, Very nice. I'm yeah. a little nervous about teaching um, other subjects, because once the semester starts, I will have to start teaching math and science. Oh, so. yeah. That'll be a challenge, right? But I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a little transition. Uh, also, more planning uh, that you'll have to do for those. But hopefully, you have some some good co-teachers that could help you out that way. So that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
All right, so we're going to get to the final topic, which is uh, money. Does your salary allow you to live comfortably? Um, it does. I mean, I can't really speak long term, but right. so far, um, so long as I, I have been budgeting, but I have also been splurging a little bit because this is the time of the year that we actually get breaks at this school. Um, I'm attending a private school, so the breaks aren't always the same as uh, most public schools. And so I have, um, I, I went up to Chiang Mai for my birthday. I'm going to be going, um, I went down to Phuket for a little while. Um, and to, to make this relevant, I'm in North Central Thailand. So I'm traveling to like the um, ends of, from the center, I'm traveling to the ends of the country, okay. which, um, but otherwise traveling is, especially if you're coming from, um, like the U S traveling is much cheaper, yeah. um, out here. So if, if you came with a little bit of savings, um, and you just kind of keep your budget in mind, but do leave yourself with a little bit of a cushion just to be safe, sure. you'll be completely fine. And I haven't even had to touch my cushion. <laughs> okay, perfect. And so, you know, just maybe come in, come in with a little bit of savings, but it sounds like you're even, you're doing a good amount of traveling, still enjoying yourself, um, which is, I mm-hmm. think, a lot of what this experience is about, traveling, experiencing these different cultures. Um, all right, so, yeah, that wraps up our conversation for today. Rithi, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to, to speak with me today. Thank you for having me, Mason. Okay, awesome, man. So do you have any way that people could continue to follow your your journey on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, or blog, or anything like that? Yeah, my Instagram is um, Rithi Pithi. Nice. <laughs> so um, it's spelled just like it sounds, yep. R-I-T-H-I-P-I-T-H-I. Perfect. And I'll, I'll leave a link to your Instagram. I've been following it. What I like about, you know, it really shows you about you know, where you're coming from and um, just the experiences that you've had that you're bringing over to Thailand in this new experience. That was Rithi. Sounds like some great times are ahead for her in Thailand and Southeast Asia. I'm Mace Abroad. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Mace Abroad. And if you're interested in seeing how you can teach abroad or work abroad, go to my website, maceabroad.com, and fill out the free Teach Abroad Goal Outline. And if you just want to see what it takes or if you're qualified to teach abroad, I will send you a free copy of my Teach Abroad Qualifications ebook. All the information's on the site. You are capable of more than you think. Don't let anyone tell you different. I'm Mesa Abroad, and thanks for listening. Do like you do